Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts, innovators, creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Hello, folks. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C., and you're not. And I'm Grace Duffy, and this is the show that keeps you up to date on what's happening in the world of social media. And on today's show, we've invited the brilliant Janet Murray to teach us all about building a content marketing strategy. We're going to talk about content planning, especially as we start thinking about the next year and going into the holiday season. We're also going to talk to her about content templates because she rolled out or launched a uh, content planner and kit. So we're going to talk to her about how do you use content templates such as the one she's providing and still be true to yourself, your voice, your brand, and not feel like a copycat. And we're also going to explore what type of content you need for each stage of your marketing funnel. And she shared some incredible, and that's what I love about Janet is she tells you everything and she shared some incredible stats about her launching this product. And we're gonna dive into what what content she used to promote her content marketing planner. So Janet, we're so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me, which I said before was very, very British. I should think of something else to say. <laughs> no, that's really good. You make you elevate the show. Like when we have you and Ian on, it just takes the show to another level with uh, me from East Texas. It's like, wow, it's like, you know, Beauty and the Beast. But uh, here we go. So if you guys don't know who Janet is, let me introduce you. Um, she is a content marketing expert. She's an author. She's a podcaster and keynote speaker. She speaks worldwide about building online audiences and has taught thousands of coaches, creatives, and entrepreneurs how to create engaging content. Now she's planned and executed hundreds of digital product launches from one-off eBooks and masterclasses to complex online courses and memberships. She's the host of the Courageous Content Podcast. It's hard to say for some reason. And she just <laughs> launched her 2023 Courageous Content Planner and Content Kit. So this is going to be exciting. So uh, I'm so glad that you're here. If you're not following Janet, uh, you need to make sure you go to her podcast and subscribe to that because that really helps podcasters out and leave her a rating and review because that is super important uh, for podcasters. Yes. But uh, she's got a great show. So make sure you check that out. Janet, how many years have you been publishing your content planner and content kit? Um, so the first one was 2017. I'm just looking around to see if I put it on my desk. Apparently, um, <laughs> I haven't. Um, so 2017, it was one of those ideas that you you know you have an idea in that kind of entrepreneurial way where you think, oh, wouldn't it be good if we had a content planner and it had all these awareness days and key dates? Um, and um, I just kind of did it and published it. Um, I pre-sold it, which it might be helpful to talk about later. Um, I still never print the planner until we've sold enough to, you know, to make sure we can cover the, the, the printing costs. Uh, so it's always pre-sold. We had our pre-order week last week. And yeah, it's a content planner and uh, it's aimed to 
help entrepreneurs, coaches, creatives to save time on their content and to get more consistent. But it has developed a lot. It's got a lot better <laughs> since 2017. <laughs> um, I've added new features. We've got the layout. I can show you the layout. I can see 2017 down there. Um, it's improved a lot and, you know, really based on customer feedback and customer questions and, you know, the whole content marketing thing, um, trying to solve people's problems. So this year, I'm really excited about it because I think I've, uh, last year we really cracked the layout and the internal part of it and this year I think we've really um, we've added a lot of features that I think will make it even better and I think I've finally managed to crack one of my customers biggest problems so we're very excited about that. Oh what? my gosh. Well, uh, we're excited. So I think we've invited you because we, uh, Jeff and I have been live streaming for about that long since 2017, 2018. So I think we've invited you on every single year around this time, because as I was re researching the show to, out, to see what we've asked you in the past, there was one for each year. And it was always around this time when your planner was launching. And um, I guess this is kind of a big question, but over the years, over since 2017, what have been the most significant changes or evolutions? You said you cracked this big problem that your customers are facing. What has been like the most significant changes you've seen over the years? Was it live video, shorter content? So I think for me, the problem I've always been trying to solve, which I promise is linked to your question. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, like, there was a lady a couple of years ago and hand on thigh, it used to annoy me a bit um, because People would say, why isn't your planner full of pre-written social media posts? So they'd fire it and it had like thousands of awareness days and key dates and prompts. And I used to say to people, well, I could write you 365 social media posts and that would be easy and I could charge you a load of money for that and you'd be happy. But it wouldn't work like because your business or brand is different to everybody else's. Um, and it used to frustrate me that people couldn't see that. Um, but obviously as entrepreneurs, our job is to try and solve problems and, and not to sort of just be frustrated with people and try and think, okay, well, where's that person coming from? Like, what, why do they feel like that? I think the thing with content is that, I don't know why it is, but a lot of people don't really appreciate how much skill is involved. Like, so I was a journalist before, so although I wasn't creating social media content, I was a professional content creator. So I had an understanding of creating content for a specific audience and, you know, tweaking that content and testing and you know looking at the analytics and looking at what was working and wasn't and but people start businesses they post a few times on Facebook or Instagram and then they get frustrated quite quickly um in a way that maybe they wouldn't get if they tried to do their accounts or something you know they'd understand that maybe they need to pass that on to an accountant so but at the same time I felt a bit frustrated because it's like well you know this is a job people get paid to create create content for a living you can as a degree like there's different types of content that you know you have to get really good at but it, it really stuck with me this experience of this lady was like so upset in fact it wasn't the lady it was her sister <laughs> that was like really outraged and uh, we were trying to explain that you know it wouldn't help your sister in her business if you know she was posting the same as other people like there's got to be some understanding there of content and audience whatever um but it really stuck with me and I saw other people out there selling content templates and I didn't like it. And I've actually bought a lot over the years just to see what people create. And it just didn't sit well with me because, again, it's like if it's not tailored or it can't be tailored to your business or brand, it's just not going to get you results. So I've been working this year 
And actually short form video helps. You know what I said, oh, it is relevant mm-hmm. what you just asked. I started creating templates for people to help them make Instagram reels and TikToks. Um, and I, I realized that one of the biggest barriers to making them was just not knowing where to start, not knowing where to finish, not knowing what to do in the middle. And so I started just creating these little 30 second and, you know, almost like fill in the gaps templates. And what it did was it gave people like a framework to start with. So they're like, okay, I'm going to use this. I'm going to fill in the gaps, create my little script or whatever. And then they do a few with my templates and then they'd be like, okay, now I feel a bit more confident. I can do my own thing. So this year I've been experimenting with these fill in the gaps templates that can be adapted for any business. I've tested them with all my clients um, and got all their feedback and it works. You know, they can be adapted to any business, any brand, product or service-based business. They're still... You still get some people who they need a little bit of education and why wouldn't you? Because again, content mm-hmm. is a skill, you know, you've got to practice, you've got to, you know, you can't just expect to start a business and, and, and know it. So, so the planner this year has got, um, I did a couple of bonuses. We did our pre-order week last week. One of them was, um, an awareness day training. So an audio, I've put all my, all my trainings onto audio, um, now with an ebook and audio and they can all be done within an hour but there's a training um on awareness days and how to actually take you know awareness days and key dates to turn them into content i was joking that i could take any date however silly it sounds and i could turn it into content <laughs> uh, it's just it's just knowing how to do it you know there's a process um and the other thing which i hope we'll get to talk about is um cash generation content um there was also an insight for me that Again, it's this common story. People start a business, they get online, they post on Instagram, they post on Facebook and they're like, oh, it's not working. I haven't got any clients or sales. Nobody's responding to me and trying to solve that problem. And something I realized as well this year, I don't think I've ever had so many people come to me who've paid for expensive coaching programs, who don't know how to get a client, who don't know how to create that very basic content you know, I was a freelance journalist before, so I used to pitch mm-hmm. ideas. So I knew how to get work. I knew how to approach people. I just kind of had to work it out. And so I, I've kind of figured out, you know, that also that it's all very well teaching people about social media. But actually, if they haven't got the foundations in place and they don't know how to reach out to somebody uh, to offer their services, if they don't know how to set up a meeting, it sounds really obvious. Right, right. You know, there's a this phrase that I use, which is a horrible phrase. <laughs> it, actually, it's probably not as horrible in the US, but um, it's like people kind of fannying around on Instagram or Facebook <laughs> and, 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 and just spending, you know, far too much time. Like I'm a content person. I love creating content, but I know that if I needed to bring money into my business today or tomorrow, that's not the kind of content I would prioritize. So the, this year's plan has also got um, my cash generation content kit. So it's a... Uh, a very specific content kit uh, and a training that includes filling the gaps templates for that type of content. So we can talk, we've got time memory probably to talk about these three types of content. Um, But I felt like there was a bit missing. And somebody said to me, don't you think business coaches should be teaching this? And I was like, well, yeah, but they're not. (laughs) Um, So so, um, I think there's loads of problems I'd be trying to solve. But one of them is this business of like, somebody said to me once, if somebody would just tell me what to post, where and when, if you could just tell me what to post, where and when, then that would be great. <laughs> um, right. so, so I've been trying to solve all of these problems, trying to also make people aware that, you know, 
spending all your time on Instagram or creating email lead magnets may not be the best thing at times when you need to bring money into your business. You need to create know how to create that kind of content that gets brings money far. So um, I know I'm, I'm speaking ten to the dozen, and um, but I hope you're getting the idea. <laughs> well, so yeah, I think it's so. Um, yeah, there's a lot there, and we're going to p- unpack a lot during the show. Uh, but you know, you talked about video content, and you talked about how important that is in short form, and we'll get into that. But I wanted to do. I thought that was a perfect way to talk really quickly about our sponsors of the show, which is Ecamm, because they allow us to create amazing content. You can find out more about Ecamm if you go to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. They are sponsored of the show, so helping them out helps us out. Um, yes. And by the way, they also have a really really cool thing coming up called Leap into Podcasting. You know, they've done Leap into Live for many, many years, but on the 29th and the 30th of this month, they're doing a two-day interactive virtual summit, uh, compete, um, um, helping you become really proficient and getting started with Leap in, Into Video Podcasting. If you go to loop, leapintopodcasting.com, you can find out more about that. Grace and I will be speaking at that event. I believe we're speaking on the 29th, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I just the 29th. Made that up. Okay. And we're talking about, we talk about having guests and yeah. how we get guests like Janet Murray to yeah. join us on the show and then how we hopefully treat them very nicely. And, <laughs> and there and, is, there is a secret to getting good guests and our, yeah. we're going to talk about our show flow, how we do this dance behind the scenes that you guys don't most of the time. Once in a while, it breaks through. See, but yeah. um, there's there is a dance that Grace and I do, and we're going to share our little secrets on how to produce a live show. So make sure you go to leapintopodcasting.com to find out more about that and to sign up. And don't forget to go to uh, if you want to know how we're pr- uh, creating the show. I use it to produce. I mean, Amazon videos, all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. But Ecamm's amazing tool. Socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. So as we get deeper into the show, I want to know from you guys in the audience, I see Sabrina's there. Hey, Sabrina, Gary Stockton watching from Huntington Beach. Um, I want to ask you guys, um, like, do you guys struggle? Because I know I do with the, you know, the daily grind of creating these social media posts. Like, like Janet said, like so many people go like, I just want to know what and when and where. And that's, <laughs> that sounds like it's an easy question, but there's a lot that happens with that. So are you guys um, fr- frustrated with no Gary thoughts or dance with the Macarena? You don't want to see me do a real dance. No. Gary. Um, but do you guys struggle with planning? I know Sabrina is an incredible social media uh, content creator and producer. Um, do you guys struggle with it? You know, this trying to get new clients in. So let us know down below wherever you're watching in the comment section. Um, but we want to talk about this uh, creator you know, content planner that Janet has got this courageous content courageous planner and content, content kit. Planner. There's so many yeah. C's in that. I've just, it's, it's a, but so before Grace goes into her, her questions, I wanted to ask, I know you print this out. You, you mentioned you're going to make sure you sell enough to print it out. Have you ever played with a digital version? I know you have digital products. Talk about why you went with a physical book. Cause I think that's really, really interesting. So, and by the way, is my sound okay? Because I realised halfway through that my podcast mic was plugged in. It's and fine. It, you're good. Really, yeah, you're, really it's good enough. Fine. Yeah. Um, so, um, I've, I've got one here to show you. So, um, we do have a digital version. Actually, this year, people get the digital version as well. Hmm. I just think there's something I've... Uh-oh. So, so happens to have one here. Oh, yes. Um, you see that? Um, and I think people really just like 
well, there's a certain type of person that really enjoy, like likes a real, you know, right. thing, and it's unbounded, you know. Um, and um, I'll just show you some of the inside pages, the monthly pages, and the what have you. Um, so there is a digital version of it as well, and everybody who gets it this year does get a digital version. But I just think. I don't know, it's something nice about having something to write. <laughs> well, it, it, it also opens flat. I like that it opens flat on your desk. You don't have something that, you know, it's hard to keep open. Yeah, and I have to say as well that I don't write in my that much, which is a whole other topic because um, I do use it every day. But mm -hmm. I, um, some people say, oh, well, I don't use planners. You know, I've tried using planners before. But what I always say is that, like, getting value out of a planner is not about how, how much you write in it or, you know, it's about do you get the outcome that you need. So some people write in every page, like, some people send me beautiful pictures and they've written in every bit and they've got lovely handwriting. Other people like me will use it more as a reference. Um, other people uh, will use it in combination with the digital notebook. And for me, mm -hmm. it's just about what's the, you know, the, the outcome. But there's just something really nice about, you know, this is the last year's, so it's different mm -hmm. uh, about having a nice a nice product. And from a kind of branding point of view as well, so we have an event. Funny you should mention Ecamm because Ecamm are our sponsors for <laughs> for our live event um, in um, Newcastle, which is in the north of the uh, UK in um, November. Um, and we always launch the planet at the event. So when people, we have four cover choices. If you look on my Instagram, you'll be able to see the, the cover choices. We we have a whole thing. And I know Grace was asking about the launch process where we get community to, to vote. We have, we put out eight cover choices. We get the community to vote and then they vote on their, their favorite four. Um, and so everybody gets their planner. You know, if you come to the event, you get your planner. You're the first to get it. Everybody turns up like, oh, God, I got my planner. You know, so I think there's something quite nice from a branding point mm -hmm. of view as well about having a physical um, product. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, and by the way, you've got some people who agree with you. Um, like, uh, 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 Brian says, you can't beat the tactical feel of using a pen and paper. So uh, what I do is I'm a nerd is I'll take a dig like a digital planner and I put it mm -hmm. on my iPad and then I use my Apple pencil to write. So <laughs> yeah. that way, cause I, I am, I like to collect information cause I used to have post-it notes everywhere. Cause I like to, mm -hmm. you know, that I'm very visual and this is a way to, to, that I can, you know, capture everything. So I love that you're given away, um, the, you know, the digital version with the planner for this year. That's really cool. And by the way, if you want to find that planner, make yes. sure you just go to, uh, we've been, we'll flash it up on screen here at janetmurray.co.uk. And there's a code for that, correct? That you can put yeah. for that. Okay. So you can, um, I think you've got the link to go straight to the page, but you should be able to find it. So it's social 50. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I would totally advise you if you're going to invest in is to get the, uh, the cash generation bundle because you get planner. We will say it, we, we send them all over the world. Mm -hmm. Um, um, you get the digital version. So exactly that you can use it on a tablet, um, if you want to. Um, and you also get my cash generation content kit templates and training and you also get the awareness day kit and there's also uh fill in the gaps templates for the rest of the year for social media posts so there's a heck of a lot of stuff in there basically you're set up to succeed but there's 50 pounds off i'm not very good on my conversions but i think it's a third <laughs> basically it's a third um off um if you use that code and that's just you know, the people watching this this show and that's the um the uh cash generation bundle which includes the planner but all the other lovely stuff as well as uh, so you're basically getting it all free if you use the if you use the code okay so yes yeah. so that is social 50 is the code so you guys write that down 
Uh, if you had a planner, <laughs> yes. you could write it down and, in the planner. But uh, that's what you need. You need to get a planner. And that's Janet Murray. And I'm going to spell it M U R R A Y. Janet Murray dot co dot uk just make sure you spell that right because right. <laughs> as i was researching this i had to make sure i spelled her name right so because there is a Jan- sure. another janet murray out there who's like uh, no, who's also publishes things we're not yeah. going to talk about her because we're not she's not the focus today but anyway no it, it's it's very clear once you hear janet's voice and you see her on the live which is which but anyway just want to make sure you guys are buying the right products at the right place and uh, yeah so uh you said that brian had a question Beth? no i said so uh gary uh had a gary. question so um he he when we asked the question you know you know what do you struggle with with social media posts and he said uh when not to post to and he, his company halted social for the queen's death and we were actually talking with um uh Janet before the show because she's based in the UK and she actually put a post out about that. Can she just touch on Brian? I mean, Gary's question yes. a little bit, um, Janet, how to handle stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, we were talking before cause I was a journalist for like, I don't know, 17 years or something. Um, before I fell into what I do now. So mm-hmm. it's definitely my kind of background and, you know, some crisis columns and things. So I put out quite a lot of posts. I was saying to um, Grace, that's my big, it was quite busy getting to the live because I put out loads of content about this. Um, so obviously it's it's a big scene um, in the UK um, and people can have very strong opinions about it either way, although British tend to be quite, quite polite over these sort of things. Um, but my feeling and my advice would be is that there's a protocol and, you know, at first everybody's panicking and there's supposed to be a blackout for 10 days or whatever, but... Um, the whole protocol was created in a time where we didn't have social media and where we didn't have, um, you know, online businesses or businesses that were open 24-7. So I think we have to kind of feel our way through it. Um, and my thing is always about really clear communication. So one of the things I did today was I posted something I call a positioning statement. I've got a post about it on Instagram. It's the last post that I did uh, where... You know, for some businesses, it isn't practical. Like, you know, I have international customers all over the world. If we, my somebody in my team said to me this morning, do you think we should close the inbox? I said, well, no, because like we've got customers from all over the world who for them, it's not like it, it's for us. And we can't just ignore them or say, sorry, you know, we're going to shut up shop till next week. Um, so for me, it's just about communicating really clearly. So I put a positioning statement out on my page where I said, uh, we have stopped our normal, you know, like, our normal activities, mm-hmm. the only kind of content I have posted uh, apart from this, and I, I actually mentioned this in my positioning statement, um, was is, is kind of advice for people on, on what to post and, you know, how, how to manage it. Uh, but we've stopped all of our normal stuff, if you like, um, and we will take a view after the weekend. But, you know, we've been through enough of these kind of unprecedented events, if you like, recently to know <laughs> that... that you know, the, the world can't stop, you know, things happen that are, right. you know, unfortunate and upsetting and mm-hmm. people do react differently to them. So we've got to be sensitive and we've got to take that on board. But at the same time, you know, we have to, people have to live and they have to run their businesses. So it's kind of a fine balance. So um, I, I always feel it's just important just to communicate that really clearly. So I posted on my page to say, look, this is what we have done. We've stopped our normal activity. We'll take a view at the beginning of next week. Uh, our sales activity with our ads as well because I kind of think it is a little bit insensitive for me to suddenly pop up in someone's feed you know talking right. about my leads and whatever um, 
And this show, you know, I, I, I thought about it this morning. I thought, well, you know, and I, I, again, I mentioned it in my post, like the, the host of this show are from the US. Like, do I want to let you down at the last minute, having already let you down? <laughs> <laughs> they won't mention this. They won't mention what happened before. But, you know, would I want to let you down at the last minute unnecessarily? Um, so I just, you know, explained that on my page. And for me, it's just about being open and I've explained, you know, that we are, our inbox is open at our normal hours and people can get in touch with us and this is the reason why. And so for me, it's just about being really clear and explaining. I think when people get upset about things, it, I certainly know in the pandemic, I saw a lot of people who didn't run businesses, didn't realise that that was the only right. way that people could survive. Um, and it's okay yeah. if you're YOLO by your employer, isn't it? You know, to, yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, so I think it's a <clears throat> Yeah. Well, and also I think, um, you know, I've been in digital marketing for a very long time as of you and as is Jeff. And I think over time, social media has become less immediate, right? So because of the algorithm and the weighted timelines, I'm seeing posts from two or three days ago that probably I'm seeing them today. And, you know, not, not that I've seen anything inappropriate, but you also have to remember that if you're posting something today, someone may not see it for another three days when we've the world has moved on. Not that this is something to move on from, but when it comes to big events. Yeah. 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 And we have to remember, I, I said about one of my clients today in my membership group said, oh, like, what are you talking about? Because I posted something in the group saying, you know, d does everybody want to go ahead with something that was happening? Or do you all feel comfortable? Let me know if you don't feel comfortable. And she's like, what, what are you talking about? You know, is that <laughs> the thing? And, and that's the thing we've got to appreciate, I think, that, that not everybody, yeah. you know, depending on where you are in the world and the context for you. And some people, you know, some people anti-royal as well right. you know we have and yeah we have to be respectful of you know we have to as British, mm -hmm. respectful of that but you know for some people um you know it's it's that there's it's a, it can be quite a divisive issue so i think we've just got to be sensitive and we've got to be kind and uh, and for me it's just about communicating explaining why you're doing what you're doing and when you're doing it and, you know that's that's right. always the key for me that's a great that's a great absolutely so let's talk about this this content kit real quick and before yes, we move on to the next section because these stats are phenomenal. So Grace, talk about these. Absolutely. So this is something that Janet shared on Twitter and I saw it on Facebook and I think you might have shared it on LinkedIn. So this is out there if you want to find her on her profiles if you want to see it. But I'm going to go over these stats real quick. You said that overall conversion rate was 6% and the average for digital project products is 1% to 2%. I don't know if people realize that, that the conversion rate for digital products is rather low. And so that's why you do a lot of promoting. But this reached 6%, which is quite phenomenal. Your ad spend, your Facebook ad spend went down significantly. You said that it was uh, 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 12,000 pounds last year, and you only spent about 1,000, 2,000 pounds this year. And then your affiliate payouts were also one counted for 1% of revenue. Uh, you know, you had a small band of planner customers who already knew and loved the product and were promoting it for you. And then you also, these are the two things we wanted to talk about. Your weightless conversions were 31%, the highest conversions ever and expected to rise. Uh, once you've removed some duplicate contacts. And then you had 55% of your sales came from your email list. And if your jaw hasn't dropped listening to this, it should. Pick it up. Pick it up. Because we're going we're gonna to ask Janet how this happened. And then you said that you marketed it to 9,000 of your 27,000 wait list. And you are going to share some upcoming reports and debriefs. So we want to talk to you about this wait list of 31% and this 55% of sales through email because um, like 
a lot of people haven't like really gotten email going. And then this idea of a wait list, it's, it's like, how do you build a wait list around a product that isn't there? Of course, yours has already been proven and tried. But what about like something that hasn't been proven, something that's brand new, an idea? So talk to us about well, how you grew such a reliable wait list and also how um, we can too. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, so oh, I could talk about this for hours. I um, I wasn't very good at maths at school, but I absolutely love geeking out over stats and conversions, as you can probably tell. Um, and that that's probably part of it. Um, so I think the key thing is, like lots of people, when I launched my very first digital product, I remember I sold thirteen, and I was devastated. Right, and um, and then thankfully for me, I I learn that the average conversion rate for online sales was one to two percent which was um which was amazing i can see my accountants here school. like i'm sure you probably wouldn't be so impressed with my with my um attention to my accounting but i certainly i, I have a lot of attention to um, uh, conversion and stats uh, but anyways, I sold 13 of my first online course. Thought that was terrible. When I looked at the conversions, actually, I had converted about 2%. Um, but the problem was, I don't know if anyone remembers this, but at the time, there were, people were selling all this stuff like um, Jeff Walker's product launch right. formula. Yeah. yeah. And the trouble is, is that, I mean, we should know this for intelligent people, but I, I think there's so much out there that's brainwashing us about, you know, earn six figures overnight or whatever, that we forget that we're not as experienced as those people. We forget that we don't have the same Facebook ads budget and we are expecting the same results. So luckily I kind of caught onto this and I just cracked on and just built my email list and learned about conversions and all that kind of stuff. So the thing for me that makes the biggest difference to digital product launch sales. So we sold 555 units, if you like, in a seven day period um, of a quite a relatively low price product because we did a, a launch we did a launch price um, I think a lot of people until they try and do it if somebody's tried to do it they'll they will know how hard that is but unless somebody's tried to do it they you know and, and, and sold five or 13 like I did you know they, they don't know how hard it is but it really is quite it's very hard it's not impossible but it's it's just about being strategic about it with your content so you know, I talked before about having three types of content, the uh, audience growth content, nurturing content, and cash generation content. So the key thing with doing a big launch like that is a lot of people just think about their cart open weeks. They think about that seven days or nine days that they're going to be selling. Because I've had quite a lot of experience, I know that the most important period for me with the planner launch is the audience growth period. So I'm growing my audience all year round because I've got a podcast. And so there's a few things that I'll do, but in the run up to the planner launch, uh, if you look at my podcast episodes, they will, you know, the, the, the content will get more focused on content planning and content strategy. And, mm. you know, should, should you use content plan? You know, like it's quite strategic. Um, but the other key thing is this wait list. So if you just rock up and say, if I was just walk up and say, hey, I'm selling this planner uh, on the bud day, then you haven't built up any excitement. You haven't built up any buzz. You're just kind of almost like launching it on people, if you like. Um, but if you can get people involved in the process, excited, they're on the wait list, they know that if they make, take action early, they're going to get a great discount or bonuses or whatever. So what we do, which I touched on earlier, is so first of all, we get people involved in the product creation. So my planner has... Uh, we usually start off in about July with eight cover choices 
and we get people to vote on their favourite cover, cover choice. Awesome. And that's how we always get down to the final four. So that's quite nice because people are involved and they're excited and they're wanting to see whether their choice gets through. And this year we tried, because it's all about experimentation, we, we ran a competition. Um, mm. And so if people entered the competition, if people um, voted, they could be entered into a competition to win some goodies and tech gear and whatever. Um, interestingly, so we did that in August. So we normally do about a month of list building before the, so that we opened ourselves on the 29th of August for a week. Interestingly, though, I, I did like a very specific e- email lead magnet, which was specifically designed to build like a waitlist for this particular product, which received fill in the gap templates. And I'm not joking, they're on a Google Doc. <laughs> and it was a little post that we did on my Facebook page and people really, you know, engaged with it. They liked these templates. So we we put the thing about ads as well that I've learned over the years is that um, you know, just paying for ads is not going to get you great results. Like the content's got to be good. It's, you know, so so actually turning something into an ad that's already doing very well, you know, is, is, is the best strategy. So we just turned a few of those posts into um, into ads. Um, so by the time we opened our sales, I'm so geeky about this, we had, <laughs> we had 813 people <laughs> Um And these were people who put their hands up and said, I'm interested in this planner. They knew that they were going to get a 50% discount and it was only available during pre-order week. They knew they were going to get these bonuses that wouldn't be available during that week. There was also the buzz about the co- about the cover. I think I still got to do some of the analysis. I think that the conversion, I think the conversion rate will be higher than thirty one percent when we look at it because you know what it's like with email lists. You get duplicate right. contact contacts. So once we've taken those out, um, so so yeah. I mean, if you're starting a launch with eight hundred and thirty one people who've put their hand up said are interested, we all know what people are like. Put name on wait lists, whatever. Um, I can already tell. I haven't crunched all of the numbers. Um, I've still got a bit more analysis to do, but I can already tell that the freebie lead magnet did better than the competition, which is interesting. Um, and it's with the lead magnets, it's really important that the lead magnet really links well to the product. Um, so, yeah, the waitlist strategy is about, you know, if you can start your launch with a load of people who've already put their hand up, they literally, I don't know if you saw, Grace, any of the screenshots that I showed of my of my inbox, you know, with all the orders coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about buzz, but it's also about getting really qualified leads. And interestingly, again, geeky report coming out on this, um, <laughs> you, you, the better quality leads you get, the better, you know, so right. we actually started, more geeky stats, last year we started with 1,300 on our wait list. This year we only had uh, 813, but we converted so much better because they were better leads. Better leads and yeah. you think about that long term, and other products and services people might invest in. So anyway, I'm probably getting a bit too geeky now, but no, you get no, get no, 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 no. Like you understand that we're all just like I'm like, how do I take notes and also listen right. and produce <laughs> on the show? Yes. So, so I've got some. I want to ask some questions about that. So okay. um, you've talked about you know having high quality leads and how important that is, and I want to know what like what is the you know what is the best type of content for lead generation? Because you mentioned freebies and a lot of times people mm-hmm. say freebies, you know, people are just signing up to get the free thing. They're trying to get the free iPad that they're gonna have a drawing for. But you said something I think that was key was that it ties into the product. And so can you talk yeah. about the, the importance of that freebie, which you said did really, really well, better than the competition kind of thing that you had running. Yeah. Um, 
what are your insights on that, on creating this, you know, what, like, do you do TikTok posts that talk about, you know, this freebie? I mean, what kind of content, like, is the most effective for lead generation? Well, interestingly, <laughs> I get so excited about this, but interestingly, the best performing post I see, I need to go back and have a look, but the best performing post was a text-based post on my Facebook page, which just said, hey, I've created, um, I've created I did a few different ones, but um, here's, do you want 24 fill in the gaps social media posts for next week? Um, and I created them for you, like, because we use a messenger bot um, to deliver mm -hmm. our lead magnet. Yeah. Uh, post below whatever it was, uh, post freebie below whatever it was. I can't remember what the keyword was. And it was a text-based post. It took me about five minutes to write. And you know, sometimes when you like, the things that take you ages to do it, they don't work right. as well. But it was literally like a text-based post. Uh, but of course... I don't just do it, do it once. One of the things that I'll publish when I do the report next week, and this will take people's breath away, I think, is how much content um, and how many emails we send as well, which could be you know, something that we could talk about as well. It, you know, you've got to be prepared to post far more content than you feel comfortable. It needs right. to feel about, right. I think, you feel. Um, so, so interestingly, that was that text-based post, but you know, in the past there's been videos. But I'll give you two examples of lead magnets that I've done for this planet. For me, with lead magnets, having a lead magnet, unfortunately, is not enough. It's, it's a lot of rubbish lead magnets out there. It's got to feel like buying the product's got to feel like the natural next step. So I often talk about it like a, a handbrake turn. So people sometimes, they have a lead magnet and, and it sounds good, people download it and then but actually buying the product feels like it, it's like, oh, like what's that got to do with the thing? So right. one that's worked really well is we had a 30-day content plan, which we did last year. And actually, until we paused them the other day, it's still running now. So it's a 30-day content plan. So basically, I've planned your content out for you. And interestingly, I'll just show you this. Uh, this is the kind of thing that works. If you, um, I'll just show you the page in my planner. So this page in my planner is a 30-day content plan that is in the front of the planner. That's mm. what the lead magnet looks like. So people get a 30 day, it's not the same one, but they get 30 days as a freebie. And they're like, oh, okay. So if I get this planner, I'm going to get more of that. Um, the fill in the gaps templates, basically the bonus with this year's planner and content kit was um, it was a thousand fill in the gaps templates just like that. So if people have had a go at using the templates, they're giving them a go. And I mean, that saved me a lot of time. And I had actually had this testimonials from people saying oh my god I'm using this test testimony you know these templates saving me so much time I'm going to get a thousand free with the kit and she's also giving 400 as a right. bonus the rest of the year so it's like if you can give people almost a piece of what they're going to get with the paid product does that make sense like mm -hmm. this is obviously what I've learned over the years having you know published lots of different lead magnets um but that's the ultimate goal and I think uh, when people go wrong with lead magnets often it's because um the lead map doesn't really link closely enough to the product. So like I say, it feels like a handbrake turn. And something actually, you said to me earlier about what do you think of the trends? And I'm saying to one of my clients earlier, I think that email nurture sequences, I think they're on the out. Like, I think we just can't be bothered to read them now. Mm. And I remember that, you know, like in the days, I remember, I don't know if you used to follow Pat, 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 Pat Flynn. Pat, Pat Flynn. Flynn. Pat, Pat he's Flynn, not yeah. fat at all. He's way thin, but go ahead. Yeah. He used to be fat. That, there's a whole fat baby thing with him. Anyway, oh, that's, that's, a whole, right. that's a whole other thing. That's a whole but other thing. The fat baby thing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember reading that he had like a, like a 45 part, email nurture sequence and oh my goodness. back in the day that kind of thing engaged people but 
I realised actually, I used to spend a lot of time writing nurture sequences and I think actually no, just give people something really good that really links closely to the product and then just sell them something because yeah. I don't think we need to nurture, it's interesting, I don't think we need to nurture people as long as we think we do if we've got the lead magnet right, if that makes sense. Anyway, there's loads in there, like I hope some of that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. so by the way, um, it works because we got our friend Jim going. I just got the thirty, uh, the free thirty day social media content plan from Janet's website. So, live video Perfect. works, everybody. So that's that's a great. And then, uh, uh, live video says, works. Uh, these numbers aren't geeky, by the way. <laughs> so no. he, he's like He's liking the numbers. My accountant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why he likes so, it. So you mentioned that you, the, these are some numbers that you published, and you said that there's more to come, and there's a sneak brief. Tell us where our audience can sign up to get a copy of this report. And this is a report of your experience launching this product. Where can we get that report? So if you head to my Instagram, which is at Jan Marie UK. Um, and you DM me. It sounds a bit weird. I promise it's not. But we've got a very clever messenger <laughs> bot that delivers, delivers stuff to you. Um, if you just DM report, my messenger bot will add you to the waitlist. So I'm due to publish it next Thursday. Obviously, with current events, you know, right, we'll see how right. things next. I'm due to publish it next Thursday, and I'm also going to do a, a class, which I'm going to invite people to. Um, and I'll basically take you through day by day what we did each day. So. I'll show you what I posted on social media, what emails we sent. I think you might have even seen Grace. I published the conversions, the the, the open rate and you, the click rate, and I look at I look did. at every email <laughs> and everything. Um, it's fun. It's not for everyone, but it's fun. Um, but um, yeah, there's. I think there'll be a lot of really useful stuff in there um, for people to take away if they are interested in geeky digital launch that i think i think you just identified our audience and that's jan murray jan murray m-u-r-r-a-y uk so for those of you listening on the podcast go to jan murray uk on instagram and slide into those dms so it's and you put in a report, right? You DM you report the for them. Report, yeah, yeah. Okay. You can have a nice. We've got a, we use ManyChat, uh, and uh, we have you can have a nice play with our messenger bot because it will oh. show you all things and send you all sorts of things. Yeah, oh, gotcha. <laughs> And so, and just, we'll take this break real quick to talk about, um, once again, our sponsor of the show, Ecamm, Janet Marie actually uh, said that she's going to, they're going to be sponsoring her event coming up later. What's the date of your event? Is it next year or this year? It's this year, November the 1st and 2nd. Okay. Wow. That's coming. It's this year is flying by folks, but you can find out more about Ecamm at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. They are an incredible tool. So much fun hanging out with them uh, in podcast movement. Um, so we're going to finish up the section because we don't have a ton of time left, but we're going to be talking more about creating this content strategy because, you know, I've been in this business for a long time. You can't tell because my voice cracked. It sounds like I was in puberty, but I've been <laughs> doing this for a long time and um, it's, it can be overwhelming. There's a ton of changes, but it's really, really important that you create, you know, this marketing strategy before you dive in, but dive in. And, and Janet talked about geeking out about the numbers. It's not all just because you like numbers. It's sometimes it's out of necessity. Um, so um, I want to talk about, you know, your planner and your kit, you know, it gives marketers templates you can use, but, you know, how do you know what type of content you should be creating, especially as we, you know, planning for 2023, which is coming up, you know, is TikTok still going to be the big thing is, you know, now YouTube's or YouTube is having podcasts uh, built into it. So how do you know when you start planning out and looking at your kit, you know, buying your kit and your planner, 
um, you know, what type of content? I mean, you almost have to look tiny in a crystal ball, but what are your advice uh, on, on that, Janet? Well, I think it really depends. I mean, I love TikTok. Um, I haven't been posting regularly yet on the moment just because of, of time, but that would be my preferred platform if um, I had, you know, wasn't geeking out over email stats all the time. Um, so, but I think, I think it can be a bit sort of dangerous to say, oh, you know, this is the platform that you need to be on. Because I don't really think that matters. I think it's, and also I think it's important that people are comfortable on the platform that they're on. Because um, I could say, oh, you know, get on YouTube or do a podcast, or whatever. But if that doesn't, if that isn't, you don't enjoy creating it or you find it hard, like a lot of people find video hard. So I think it's possible to be successful on any platform um, and the one that, you know, that you're most likely to stick to. Um, and it's probably better to do one well than do loads not very well. Um, but I think for me, the key thing is about knowing what to do when. So I posted the other day about this, is this whole business about, you know, just tell me what to post where and when. And this is this thing about these three types of content. So in times when you're looking to build your audience, so, um, so, so say for example, now I got a big bill and I, you know, I was really stuck for money in my business or, you know, I need, I wanted to invest in something. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be any use of me sitting there creating uh, Instagram posts or creating a new email lead magnet, especially if I hadn't done it before. For me, actually, I'm quite experienced. So, I might be able to make some sales quite quickly. But if you don't have a big email list, you don't have this big audience, um, then it, it's more high touch, I think. So it's about knowing what, so, so for me, content strategy isn't even about, it's not about what platform you're on. It's not even really about what you're posting. It's about doing the right things at the right time. So as I said before, I've had clients who've come to me who've you know, tried everything on social media. They've paid for expensive coaching programs. They're like, what am I doing wrong? I still... I, just, I still have to have clients. I'd be like, you need to go to events. Like, you need to get yourself out and meet people. You need to like, you know, and there's me, the digital marketer saying, like, go through some networking events, whatever. But for me, it's about doing the right things at the right time. So when you've got time, like, so if you've got enough money coming into your business, you've, you've looked after your cash generation, then you can focus on list building and podcasting and those kind of things which take longer to convert. Um but in times when you need to bring money, you've got to focus on the cash generation stuff. Um, so people often say to me, well, if I'm doing a launch, you know, like, how many posts should I do like this? And how many posts should I do like that? And it's, or, or if I'm planning out my content for a month or a quarter, like how many of these types of posts? It really depends what you're doing. So I talked about in August. In August, I did a lot of audience growth content and nurturing content because I knew it was leading up to a launch. And then during last week, it was just all like sort of cash, you know, sales mm-hmm. content. So, it, so for me, it isn't about sitting there going, all oh, right, well, you know, I need to do this many weeks or, you know, that I think for anyone who's doing digital marketing, once a week, you should be putting out something which is audience growth, like something which is, you know, in an ideal world, you know, a podcast or a show like this or something that can live on forever and people can find forever that you publish on your website in an ideal world. Um, but actually, for me, it's about publish, doing the right thing, doing the right things at the right time. And if you're stuck for money, um, it, sitting there doing Instagram posts is probably not the best thing for you or creating an email <laughs> that might take, you know, um, you know, a year for people. I, I have people who buy my planner and then they're on my email list for years right. uh, before they make that first purchase or they listen to the podcast for years. So it's, does it make sense about kind of like, it's about doing the right things at the right time. And right, right. See, see, I think that is so refreshing because so many, 
social media gurus and stuff say, you've got to do this and you've got to do this, but they don't talk about the bottom line. Like you were just saying, like when you need to make money, you shouldn't be, you know, you know, doing something that it'd be like weeks or months before money could come in. You know, you can't just go live and all of a sudden expect, you know, to get business, you know, there's the, there's different yeah. parts of your business. I think that is really good. And I think that's something a lot of people don't want to hear, but I think it's really important. Um, anyway, yeah. sorry, that was a mic drop moment. So um, even Gary says, <laughs> great chat today, folks. So Gary knows what he's talking about. So he's Man, over, I he, think we need to have, we haven't even gotten to half the questions because this has been such a great conversation. I think we're going to have to have you on for a part two after, after yeah. your, after your conference, because you know, you got to focus on that. But like afterwards, we'd love to have you on again for, we need you. Like the, the, the we have so many questions. <laughs> well, I want to do a shout out too, because Janet's con, when I went to Janet's conference, I loved it because she, one, she makes you just speakers like you can't come in and just leave. That's not how it works. She makes you sit down. It was like a big mastermind. And I felt like as a speaker that I really was able to help people like that. She almost yeah. had like a speed dating round where they would sit at your table. And I mean, it was, it was top notch. And I thought it was very valuable, not just for me as a speaker, but also as I, the attendees just, just loved it. So if you're in the area we, and, and you haven't done how it, how do you, you find the conference? Let's, let's share the link. Is it, do we just uh, go to Janet? Wait, it's courageous content live. Um, and okay. my assistant, Julie is in the chat and she's been okay. sharing some things. Okay, great. Um, yeah, and I think Jed's right. It's a community event. It's quite hard with it. So we're slightly bigger than we were before, but that's what we're trying to do is create a community. And like, we don't want to have an event where it's like the speakers get up on stage and then they just get off and then they go off, you know, right. and in the green room and stay away from everybody. Like they're part of the community. Like as Jeff says, I'm quite strict. I make them, <laughs> I make them work. But but also I feel the speakers get more from it as well because mm-hmm. you know you get more. You know, it's like we were talking before. We're at forecast movement. You, know, you need to bring money into your business. Get yourself to an event. Meet people. Make connections. Like mm-hmm. I've never spoken at an event. I've never attended an event where I didn't come away with opportunities of business. It's just what happens when you get out and meet people, isn't it? And I think right. as much for the speakers as well as the delegates. Yeah, but it's it's the UK is I'd say, the only kind of like proper big, um, you know, content marketing event. Um, Ecam, we we are live streaming it. Shout out to Ecamm. Uh, there are sponsors and they're going to be running a session on content repurposing um, and how to kind of come up with a really great workflow, you know, where you can take one piece of content and turn it into loads of different ones. Right. Uh, Captivate, who I'm sure you're our friends at Captivate, yeah. they're our audio sponsor because I have about a million podcasts and they uh, they host my uh, podcast. So they're going to be running some sessions, not only on starting the podcast, but growing a podcast as well. Um, and we... I really love seeing people come from abroad. So please, uh, sometimes people say, oh, is it okay if I come? It's like, absolutely. Like, we we love people to come to Newcastle. And uh, it's an amazing place. It it was a blast when I went. Um, So Julie here has put up the link. So you can find that here at this link at janetmurray.co.uk forward slash courageous dash content dash live dash Newcastle. So uh, JanetMurray.co.uk forward slash courageous dash content dash live dash Newcastle for you guys listening on the podcast. So, Julie, thank you so much for putting that up. Uh, I'm going to call an audible because we only got 10 minutes left yes. and we're going to have to have yes. Janet back. But I wanted to talk about um, and you I think you wrote a post about it. But since we just came off podcast movement and um, it just was top of my mind was like you quit your old podcast and started a new one and you almost kind of rebranded. And you like, I mean, I, I thought I, I couldn't find the post, but I remember you talking about it and it was a big deal. 
Um, why did you do that? And how stressful was it to stop a podcast and start another one, especially because your other one was pretty successful? Yeah, my other one was one of the UK's top uh, marketing podcasts. I think I just got a bit bored with it. I think I was complaining. No, I wasn't bored with it, but I think I was getting to the stage where I, I, if I was feeling a bit bored of it, I thought my listeners, you know, that I wasn't doing the best for them. Um, I thought that the episodes were too long. I thought I needed to do you know, more concise interviews. and But also the way that my business is moving, I wanted to focus much more on content planning and strategy, and, and which I've been able to do. Um, I think I was moaning to you, Jeff, wasn't I? Was it you that I was moaning to about how every so often someone buys the old podcast right. and yeah. then start <laughs> overtaking the new one in the chart? I'm like, stop, stop, stop subscribing to it. Um, I don't, still don't know if it was the right thing to do. Like I, I talked to some of my podcasting friends and and... I remember talking to Colin Gray, who's a friend of mm-hmm. all of ours, I think, and saying, I just feel like I want a, quick, a clean break. I could have kept the same RSS feed and kept it on the same one, but I felt like I wanted to start something new. And in a way, like I've, I've experimented quite a lot with the format. That That is probably the whole thing about my brand, Courageous Content as well. Is, and that, that's another reason for it as well, um, is it is about just being brave enough to go out there and go, well, do you know what, I... I I don't really know where it is going, but this is the kind of content I want to create and I'll find that that's exactly what's happened. Like I've experimented, I've um, tried different things and I feel I've kind of, you know, arrived at, at, at kind of where I want to be. But there is a, a kind of important branding point there as well because I've got the Courageous Content Planner. I have this event, Courageous Content. I'm getting on a bit now and there might come a point where, you know, maybe I... I need to step away from it. And when you have a personal brand business, which is tied to your name, mm-hmm. like you know, somebody else could theoretically um, have the Courageous Content Planner or have the Courageous Content Live event. It's not, depend- you know, it's a, right. it's a way of doing things. It's a process or whatever. I mean, you know, it's very, very much informed by me, but to have a business and products which are all tied to your name, I feel like that's probably not the most sustainable business strategy um, going forward. Like I said, I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, I don't want to have to, I enjoy working, but I don't want to feel like I have to work till right. like, you know, till whenever. So I don't know if that makes sense about, I wanted to create a brand that kind of exists right. without me or alongside me, if that yeah. makes sense. Right. It doesn't depend on me being there all the time. Well, if you're getting up there, then I just need to, I just need to go lay down and somebody can start shoveling dirt. <laughs> dirt on top of me because uh you I, th- I wouldn't even think that so well janet this has been incredible um once again i want people to, to know that they can go find out more about your planner um by going to and we've been putting it up all all day it's janet murray and that's m-u-r-r-a-y.co.uk um that's where you, it's the planner is everywhere like she's branded it yeah. really really well um, but you also have the opportunity if you want to save some money is you can actually i'm going to pull that up right there uh, enter the code social 50 uh, and that will give you a discount and some other cool stuff so make sure you do that um, but you can also get her free planner like jim did he went and got um got that and was able to yeah yeah the free 30-day social media content plan from yeah. janet's website yeah. 
Yeah. So she's, if you want, so just go sign up anyway, even if you're, you you don't want it, but you got to learn from her. And like, if you just watch how she does it, watch her sequence, not sequence on her emails, uh, sign up for all that stuff because she does a really great job. Um, uh, I've been following her stuff for years and she really, 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 really does. Um, You mentioned Colin Gray. We got him coming up shortly on the show. Um, So that's going to be an awesome one. He is from, is it Ireland? Scotland. Scotland. See, I can't tell. It's just so hard. Yes, I I always get those mixed up. Anyway, so that's going to be a fun show too. But Grace, um, do you have any final words for us? No, just uh, tune in for us next week. It's Friday, same time, Friday, September 16th, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. As Jeff mentioned, the wonderful Colin Gray will be joining us. He will be talking about podcasting as we leap into podcasting, uh, going into that event. We have some of the other speakers and the P- and he was at Podcast Movement, too. So there's a whole week uh, or a whole month of podcasting. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Janet, thank you so much. And everybody, make sure you go get her planner, uh, sign up for all her stuff, and we will see you guys next time. Don't forget about our sponsors, Ecamm, socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. And they also have their own podcast called The Flow, uh, which is uh, very, very interesting. And so uh, we'll play a little commercial about that. But thank you guys for watching. Appreciate all you. Appreciate you, Brian, Julie, uh, Gary, everybody who watched and left comments today. We appreciate you. We wouldn't do this without you. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Social Media News Live.